welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. My guest today is Reverend Donna Apodoni, who is well known for her work with Cap Radio as host of Morning Edition and Cap Radio Reads. She's also an interfaith minister ordained in New York in 2009. She is a speaker at half a dozen congregations and the teacher designer of the Transformation Path. Donna and I decided to take on a spiritual discipline to deepen our inner lives, and this series, 12 Powers of the Soul, is the result. Welcome, Donna. What's our topic for today? Thanks, Deborah. Our topic for today is prosperity. Oh, it's all about money? No. No. It's probably not about money at all, but it is about the prosperity we bring into our lives. It is about defining prosperity in a way that has nothing to do with money. See, we've stretched a little bit already, and we haven't even gotten to the first 30 seconds. So what does prosperity mean to you? Because obviously we need to talk about this idea that people get stuck on prosperity only being about money. So where do we start? You have an idea? I have found so many ways to look at prosperity in preparing for this conversation. I have found so many ways to to look at it, to be grateful for it. And I realized that part of my morning routine, setting an intention of sorts every morning, already encompasses prosperity. I hadn't used that word, But the tail end of what I say every morning is I live in abundance, joy, good health, and peace. And I think those four, abundance, joy, good health, and peace, are four prominent components of prosperity. And they have nothing to do with cash. Oh, darn. All right. So uh, the first word that that strikes me, of course, is abundance, because uh, abundance is having, well, I don't know, to me, abundance means having more than enough, but at least means having enough of whatever it is you need. And I remember one of the definitions I was given of prosperity years ago was, well, we asked, what is prosperity? And they came back with a question and said, in this very moment, right now, do you have everything you need to be doing what you're doing right now? And the answer, of course, was yes, because we're sitting in a class and, you know, and they said, then you are prosperous. You know, you have, have uh, having enough. Uh, but to me, prosperity, in, at least in our, in our capitalist minds or, you know, our, is, is that, that prosperity means having way, way, way more than enough that just having enough isn't enough a lot of times. That's so interesting because that only applies to cash. It doesn't apply to good health. It doesn't apply to peace. It doesn't apply to joy. Oh no, I don't want any more joy. I've had enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, that, saying that more than enough can only be enough, only applies to a very slim category, including money. Yeah, I think you're right. So one of the words that that was coming up for me this morning while I was thinking about this was thriving. If I am thriving, I, I feel prosperous. I really like the word thrive. 
because that it's means I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things I like about abundance, don't laugh about this, but when we talk about abundance in the transformation classes and workshops, people have a little bit of question about, well, define abundance. How do we, how do we, what does that look like? And so one group helped me define abundance as when you, when you have abundance, when you appreciate abundance, when you feel abundant, you want to get up and wave your arms around in the air and do a little dance and maybe shake your rear end. You're doing a bun dance. <laughs> That's great. If it isn't that how you feel when you're abundant, yeah. you just yeah. want to get up and yeah. shake a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. And uh-huh. thriving. I don't have a mental image for how to deal with the word thriving, but I think it speaks for itself. For me, the the the, the mental image is just being um radiating, radiating life, radiating um, joy, radiating just being, you know, with and being okay with being. Uh, yeah. So for me, thriving is 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 all about that that energy that I mean, you think about they look at children, they say they're thriving, you look at a pet that's growing, uh, you know, they're they're thriving They're So there, it's a, a for me, thriving is a big energy. It has to do with the the largeness of life. Yeah. 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 Blessings are prosperity, too. Mm-hmm. And if blessings are prosperity, then gratitude is automatically um, sort of a, an end game for for prosperity. prosperity. Yeah. 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 I was I was thinking about, um, of course, I'm I'm always thinking about how do we teach prosperity without you know to balance out the whole the, the whole money idea. And I was thinking about all of these people who grew up. You know, you've got Dolly Parton's um, song, the the coat of many colors, about growing up really poor, and her mother made this coat, and she was so proud of it. And the people tell stories that they didn't know that they were poor in terms of money. They didn't know because they were, they were so, they had so much love, they had so much everything else that everything was fine in their lives. They just didn't have a lot of material, um, material wealth. And, um, you know, they often say that people with the the least money are the ones who give the most. And so prosperity, they are very prosperous people in so many ways, even though they don't have a large bank account. And I just really want people to understand that prosperity is, there. there is a, a, a material component to it, but it is not the most important part. Dolly Parton is a good example because she has indicated that their attitude without a lot of money, but with a very large family, is that that's what made them rich. Having each other made them rich. And that translates into having prosperity because you recognize your talent or you recognize your family or you recognize your community. It allows for prosperity to take a a completely different road and be recognized in a much different way. And I think re- recognizing your talents um, is is one of the most 
effective ways to to bring prosperity into your life and you know using the talents that you have and everybody's got some sort of talent uh, whether it's I always go back to the people who are who are parents and absolutely love raising children because it's not something I've done thank God for the people who like you know uh, and and some people will say well all I've done is gotten married and raised kids well thank you very much that that's that's an incredible gift and talent and then there's the people who have artistic talents that go out into the world but everybody's got something and that can that they can offer to the world and uh, the prosperity of that the the fullness that's another good word for it is fullness and i hear a lot of purpose in what we're saying too fullness and purpose you mentioned raising children that some people say, well, that's all I've done. I heard uh, a person who was probably in her 20s at the time she made this comment. She stood up in front of a group of people. And as she was speaking, she sort of pardoned herself, sort of excused herself and apologized for herself by saying, well, I haven't really succeeded at much. I'm just a barista at Starbucks. And somebody stood up in that moment and said, and you don't think that's doing something? That is a purpose in life. You make people's mornings. You make people happy. People leave you and they're smiling. And I had never thought of the many ways in life that we show our purpose and that we radiate whatever prosperity we're feeling. And certainly she went back, must have gone back to Starbucks the next day with a different feeling and, and, and knowing that she was more prosperous in her attitude than she had been before. So that purpose, as well as that fullness, are big components of prosperity. They are. And I, I, it's, it's hard for us to see it in ourselves, I think. You know, I mean, I can see it in you. And um, you probably see something in me and, it, yeah. you know, we, we, we see it in each other, but it's often hard to, um, to really, well, for one thing, we're always trying to quantify something, right? We're always trying to, to count it, to measure it. We're very, very big on measuring, we humans. We want to measure everything. It's like we walk around with this sort of metaphysical tape measure all the time. It's like, well, this is, this is not big enough, or this is not good enough, or this is the, all of that judgment that comes. And that's, I think, where we put dents in our prosperity is with all of our, our, our not good enoughing. Hmm. I can see where that happens, and it's an opportunity for us all to think about this and then turn it around. I can see where that happens because once our prosperity is threatened a little bit, we recognize it more clearly, but then we also miss it. And sometimes when you feel that you are without something, it's hard to then resume and continue your progress and see it again. But I think that momentary loss of prosperity that some of us feel sometimes is not financial. It's that richer part within us. And if we can see that that doesn't really go away, it may feel like it's gone, but that's momentary. Our talent hasn't really left us. Our, our you know, richness of community hasn't really left us. So we're still prosperous, even in those moments when we don't fully recognize it. So what I'm hearing you say is that it's our identity. And when our identity becomes, 
Well, maybe loss. I mean, when people retire, a lot of times they they feel like they've lost their identity because at least here in the United States, so many people's identity is what they do, not who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, having come through, gone through a pandemic in recent uh, months, years, uh, so many people had to stay at home and stop doing what they were doing. And I, I was watching, well, listening to people, obviously watching on Facebook, but it was a massive, I think there was a massive identity crisis that happened there. And there was a, a obviously there was a lot of lies, a, a loss of life and, and, you know, really, really tragic things. But there was also this loss of identity, this loss of purpose, this loss of who, who am I in this? And uh, a lot of people went through great struggles to reorient themselves. And now, um, you know, as, as people are going back out into the world, some people are having a hard time going back because they realized maybe they weren't, their identity wasn't what they wanted it to be. And maybe they thought they were prosperous, but they weren't. It's, it's a very interesting, intricate, complicated, and not easy thing. <laughs> it really is a topic. As much as the others that we have talked about in this series, prosperity is a topic that requires us to sit down and meditate a little bit, really take some time to just look at the ceiling and say, where am I prosperous? In what way am I prosperous? Because those same people you've talked about who felt unaligned and then realigned and looking at all of that during the course of a pandemic, who were basing it on their careers were looking at a financial aspect of prosperity and a little bit more consideration and a little bit more um, rumination would help them see that that's not prosperity at all. And of course, we didn't have a choice during that time. We didn't have the opportunity. I mean, we keep ourselves so busy that we don't, we get to, we get to ignore or just pretend like, well, basically put our fingers on our ears and go la, 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 la. And um, our fingers got pulled out of our ears. (laughs) Didn't they though? Yeah. 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 Which could be a wonderful thing in this moment as we're, as we're just coming back, people have come back from the pandemic at different times. Some still haven't some jumped back in early but in 20 years in 30 years the people who are still around who went through the pandemic but then can see it in the rearview mirror 30 years later will they think it was the end of something or will they think it was the great awakening that they as individuals felt that helped them to go forward with a little bit different consciousness and a greater metaphysical prosperity It'll be interesting to see. I don't think I'll be here in 30 years, but I'll be somewhere, (laughs) somewhere metaphysically in the universe, and I'll be watching and listening to hear what the reaction is in 30 years. So I decided to look. I did too. The thing is, is... I, st- I was looking up the definition, but I ended up in the thesaurus first. Oh. So the definition uh, in the Merriam-Webster is about being su- successful in, in material uh, terms, whatever. But when you go to the, the thesaurus, there are nine words before you get to anything material. 
So it's thriving, doing well, prospering, buoyant, expanding, flourishing, successful, strong, vigorous, productive. Then it gets to profitable. Booming, uh, fruitful, roaring, golden, palmy. And then it goes into all kinds of, 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 of money terms. I love buoyant. I, I do too. Recognize that one before. Buoyant is lovely. Buoyant and thriving go together for me. Um, yes. Yeah. With Bouncing. abundance. Abundance. Yes. <laughs> I should. I should change the title of this to abundance. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And it's such a great visual for how it feels. Yeah. There were a couple of episodes of this series where, because we were talking about heart and courage and, and some of those topics, I was able to quote The Wizard of Oz, which gave me great joy. This one made me think of the Grinch. But the Grinch, after he had an awakening, a Grinch towards the end of his Christmas story, because he said something that I think is parallel to us trying to figure out how prosperity can exist without money. He said, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas is a little bit more. And that's what we're saying. Maybe prosperity isn't about money. Maybe prosperity is a little bit more than that. And if we can move forward with that in mind, we can reset and redefine that word so that we don't have to wait for the right thesaurus definitions to come along. We'll just know automatically when we see something, that's what makes me prosperous. Yay! Well, as you were talking about, about the Grinch, it's, it's like just that word, even Grinch, makes me think of something that is contracted and shut down and, and kind of hard. And then as you're talking about that, I see uh, the Grinch softening and I see the heart center opening. And, you know, and, and <clears throat> so the, uh, the expansion is, was, one of the, was one of the words for pros prosperous. And so we expand and we expand our hearts. It's like we've talked about um, in the heart episode is that everything comes from our heart. It, yes, we have our mind, but, you know, the heart sometimes telling the brain what to do. And when you can come from your heart, you can't help but be prosperous in so many different ways. And money's necessary, it's nice, but if, you know, there's a lot of people who have more money than practically, well, God, and they are not happy people. They are not prosperous people. You're absolutely right. There are a lot of people who use their money wisely and a lot of people who are very unhappy because it feel, they feel that it isolates them in some way. I was also thinking, you know, you went through that list of seven or eight uh, thesaurus words, <laughs> synonyms <laughs> for prosperity. And to a person who's just coming to this consciousness, there may be a sort of a wondering, like, oh, which one of those would it be? Which one of those would be at the top of the list? I don't think it matters. I think in order to engage in the kind of of metaphysical prosperity we're talking about, you get to choose one, whichever one works for you, and then expand from there. 
but don't try to don't try to guess which one has the highest priority because it's a moment by moment thing. Just find one and work with it and take it from there. I'm glad you said that, Donna, because we we encounter this a lot when when someone goes through a class and, and it's like, we're going to teach you the steps to do something or here's different ways to do things. And then um, so many people just want to do it all. I have to do all, all 12 steps in the next, you know, six months, or I have to do this whole thing. It's like, when you change one thing in your life, it change, starts to change everything. It's like if you move a lamp in your living room, you move the lamp and then you go, oh, maybe this other thing looks better over here now. And then, ah, the couch would be better over here. And you don't do it all at one time. You do it piece by piece as you see, ah, oh, this fits better here. And so that's, that's a, that's, I'm so, so glad you said that. It's very important for us to understand that we don't have to change everything. If I want to change my life, I just have to change one thing in my life. And it's not necessarily the, a domino effect because I, I don't think it's that linear. In fact, maybe that's the point. It's not linear at all. It's and not linear at all. Yeah. yeah. I had a moment in my life quite some years ago where I felt like maybe I should be doing something different. And I spent a lot of time sitting with that and a lot of time meditating with it. And I didn't know if I was really thinking about career or where I was living or relationships. It was just a sense, wow, you should be doing something different, or I, I feel like I should be doing something different. And after a lot of sitting with that and a lot of rumination, I came to, no, do what you've been doing, but do it better. And there's some of that when we try to adapt to a new way of seeing prosperity. We already see a certain definition of prosperity, and maybe we can use that. If prosperity to you has only meant money so far, we suggest you shift away from that. But you can use the example of money to see how prosperity might work out. How do you feel when you have enough money? How do you feel when you feel financially prosperous? And how do you have, find a parallel to that feeling in community, in talent, in, in some other ways that you can thrive? And likewise, when you when you are doing something, whether it is your job, a hobby, whatever, when you're in the midst of that, think about how how enough it is. You know, start looking for where it is enough. And eventually you'll realize that there's always more than enough. But you know, in any moment, whatever it is you're doing, um, if you are having any kind of qualms about not enough, Try to just focus on what is enough. How do I have enough to do this? Do I have enough spaghetti? Do I have enough, you know, do I have enough pencils to write, write whatever I'm writing? Do I have, you know, is there enough light in the room? I mean, enough, it doesn't have to be some big thing. Seriously, oh, there's enough light to do this. You know, it might be midnight and you want to sneak around and do something and not wake up other people. But there's enough light. There's enough of this. There's enough of that. And the more you can focus on enough the more is more you'll see, the more you'll realize is there. That takes us back to the definition you used right at the beginning, too, when you defined the uh, original Fillmore metaphysical way of looking at prosperity. That's very much in alignment with that. 
Yeah, do and, I and have what it takes to do what I'm doing right now? In this very moment. And, and the truth is, is I might have what it takes to do this right now in this very moment, whether it's courage, energy, whatever it takes. And in two hours, I might not have that anymore. And, and that's the other part is that we expect everything to be constant. Our moods are not constant. You know, we're not bad. We're not bad for having energy one day and not the next. Or, you know, I ha- I put this three hours into this and now I'm done. <laughs> I am hey, done. Hey, the sun comes up, the sun goes down. Everything has its cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And understanding cycles, I think, is really important. Yeah. 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 Um, and enough in one moment um, might even, you know, is 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 all you need. All you, because all we have is now. We don't have yesterday. We don't have five minutes ago. We don't have 10 minutes from now. All we have is this very moment that we're in. That's the only thing that exists. It's the only this thing allows we have. Us, this allows us to redefine all we need. Because when I hear those words, all we need, sometimes I think, ah, that's a little bit less than enough. All I need might not be enough. So we can start looking at all we need as more than enough. It is more than enough. It's all that we need. It's the totality of our requirements right there. We don't have to wonder if it's enough. It's all we need. need. Well, because there's also a difference between what we need and what we want. Or more specifically, think we want. I've done that. I think I want a bag of potato chips. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I think I think I want, I want that famous, that really fancy sports car. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, we've all done that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I you know, I think I want to be famous. I think I want this, and then we find out when we're in it that oh, you know, maybe maybe I don't want this. Uh, because th- there's that whole ooh shiny thing, and it still it does still doesn't always have to do with money. Uh, but you know, I'd like to be in this position, or I'd like to do this, or I'd like to be like this person over here. And every once in a while, someone will, and you may, you may get this too. It's just like I really would wish I, I'd like to be like you, and I go, no, uh, you don't. Uh-uh. No, you know, yeah. I'm me, you're you. You don't want to be me because I got my stuff too. <laughs> I think I want to be president. Oops. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine anybody wanting that job at and all. And look how many people run for office. I know, and I just, you know, uh, and 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 I, I often wonder how many people uh, once they're in there find out it's not what they really, really want. But you know, so when we are thinking about our needs and our wants, it's like I always talk about now. I don't talk about what I want. I talk about what I think I want because I'm never really sure. That, that what I think I want is what I actually do want in the end. And, you know, needs, uh, needs go beyond um, basic things like food and shelter. But, you know, the biggest need that we all have is to feel safe, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I believe that that is our greatest need. And then, of course, obviously, there's the, the we need food, we need shelter. But all of that has to do with safety as well. We need Those to feel are safe. The basic need. Yeah. yeah. More than anything, we need to feel safe. And once we feel safe, um, and, and maybe that this comes back to, if I feel like, if I know that there's enough, then I will feel safe. Yes. Yes. And it takes me back to my abundance, joy, 
good health and peace as prosperity. Mm-hmm. We are so much more prosperous than we realize. We all are. I mean, yes. um, you know, and, and of course the whole, the whole, uh, uh, homeless situation is running through the back of my mind when we're talking about prosperity, but there's there's a level of prosperity there that has nothing to do with physical material, you know. And it's it's it that that's a hard topic. I, I I can't say that that's an easy thing to talk about, but it's a hard topic because we're trying to apply prosperity to other people. But I think if I walked along the river and talked to people who are living there instead of in traditional homes and talked to them about prosperity, they might tell me something that would surprise me. They might feel very prosperous in their own way. I don't know. I think that's a brilliant insight that when we try to apply prosperity to other people, that's that's just it's pure projection is what it that is. is. And the only, you know, the only person I know about is me. Yeah. And the only person you really know about is, is you. And, you know, um, so this conversation brings us back to how do each one of us feel? How do, you know, how do I feel? What, how do I feel prosperous? How do I feel like I've got enough? How do I feel like I am enough and that I have enough? I think those are two different things, but they're related and they're all part of prosperity. I accidentally hit on something there when I was talking about walking along the river, because I think from now on, one of the best ways that I can find to explore and examine and metaphysically measure my prosperity is to get a sense of how other people define it. No comparison, no judgment whatsoever, but to to talk to people about what they find prosperity to be and how they recognize their own prosperity. And that might just nudge something in me to help me recognize my own a little bit clearly, perhaps in areas of prosperity that I'd never even considered. That's, that, that's, that's brilliant. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said that I think they had been married and I don't know how, how that marriage ended, but they were living in a large house and they felt lonely. And so they went and bought a house that's under a thousand square feet. And they said they didn't feel lonely anymore in that small house. And because I have just always lived in very roomy places, my brain went eek. Oh my God, (laughs) I couldn't do that. Um, but you know the thing is, is that, and 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 maybe there's some prosperity thing going on in my head about the size of where you live. I don't know, um, and I really th- had to think about that because part of me went that poor woman, and then I went, wait a minute, she just told you she's incredibly screamingly happy in this house. I, I you know, I like more room. That's just how I am. And but there's no there's no judgment on it. But I found myself actually feeling sorry for a minute. I was like, wait a minute, this is not you. This is her. And we each have a, our own. We yeah. each have our own measure of prosperity. Yeah. But my re initial mental reaction to all of that is is very common. You know, really, the the difference, I think, is, is that I, I started walking through it going, what are you doing? This is not even any of your business. She just shared this with you because she wanted to. And um, 
but that whole measuring thing, I just watched me, I watched me get my little tape measure out and I just watched me start measuring everything. I wasn't really judging it, but I was certainly measuring. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. 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 Because every, every one of us is comfortable in our own way. And that's another, another, another word for all of this, feeling comfortable, feeling safe, feeling like, you know, whatever is, yeah, and again, whatever I need is right here, right now. Yeah. Prosperity suddenly for me means I have to listen more. Okay. That, that's a really good definition of prosperity. Listening to other people, uh, knowing that we're all in the, what is it? Somebody was saying that we're all in this together and, and somebody else said, no, we're not um, because you have, you have more prosperity than I have. And then somebody else came around and said, we're all in the same storm together. So I might be in a rowboat and you might be in a yacht and, and, you know, but we're all, we've, we've all been in the, and whether it, it was a pandemic or whatever, we are all in the same event together. It's just how, how we, each one of us is navigating it. So you might be listening for the space around you to make sure it's enough for your comfort level. The woman you used in that example of downsizing will be listening to make sure that the walls are close enough to her that she feels comfort and prosperity in that way. Mm -hmm. So two completely different comfort levels, both, both prosperity in their own way to each of you. Yep, because it's enough. It is. Yeah. It's enough. It is enough. And I think that's possibly where we are now at the end of this podcast. I think it's enough. Next week is our last, our number, our 12th podcast on the 12 powers of the soul. And we are going to be finding a way (laughs) to talk about grace. I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to it too. Donna, thank you so much for being with us today and I will see you next week. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, Deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.